She didn't have a care in the world, according to a friend, before Los Angeles ballerina Ksenia Karolina was arrested, heading back home to Russia. Now she's been jailed, and the offense? Sending a relief gift to Ukraine. How little makes sense as this week opens with the third year of the war in Ukraine. Ksenia Karolina went home to Russia to visit her 90-year-old grandmother. She's in jail, accused of high treason for making a $51 gift to a charity in Ukraine. Meantime, there's still a war underway. It was two years ago that we were broadcasting from that war, when millions were displaced, with countless families split up, mothers and children fleeing, and husbands left behind to fight the much larger army of Russia. Two years ago, and I'm asking you to pray again today out of Psalm 31. In you, Lord, we take refuge. May we never be put to shame. Deliver us in your righteousness. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Monday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And this is a program called Songs to Remember. And David Wollen, our new host and president, it's going to be a fun program, isn't it? Well, I think so. I, I love music. It's one of God's greatest gifts, and it's one of the most fundamentally human joys all over God's Word. We're called to sing to the Lord. It's a commandment, actually. Sing to the Lord a new song. It's like the Apostle John said, his commandments are not burdensome, and I'm joyful. This is one of them. Well, me too, David. As my wife Janet and I have been reading, studying, meditating through the Psalms over the past few years, you find similar words all over. A call to remember who God is and to rejoice in his power and his glory and in his grace. And that's what we want to do today on this program. And we have a new friend with some new music set to scripture who's going to help us do that. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Well, that's just a little appetizer for you. More to come. Music from Adam Wright. And good luck not tapping your toes or having a bounce in your step listening to this. In the world of music, he goes by the corner room, and Adam Wright has a real knack. It's an uncommon gift for putting the exact text of Scripture into songs. And as you already can tell, those are songs that are going to stick in your mind and stick in your heart. And we'll be chatting a little bit more with Adam and hearing about his project, Remember and Proclaim Scripture Songs for Little Ones. And I can't wait to share this with you, how the Lord is using this in the lives of so many kids, including my own, for that matter, as they hide God's word in their hearts through music. And so let me just add, David, after the program, we want to send you this new CD for your gift of any amount to Haven today. Ten songs to ten passages of Scripture. They're going to help you remember and proclaim God's Word. And after you hear our interview with Adam, you can come to our website at haventoday.org. We put up samples from the Remember and Proclaim album. But then make your gift for the CD at haventoday.org. Org. Or you can call us at 1-800-65-HAVEN. That's 865-HAVEN. And now before we meet up with Adam Wright, let's hear another one of those upbeat songs. This one's based on Psalm 106.1. It's The Corner Room. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. 
For he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. This is Haven Today. I'm David Wolin. My toes are tapping. How could they not after a song like that? And with me is the real person behind that music. I've only known him until today as The Corner Room, but now I got to meet the man behind the curtain. This is Adam Wright. Welcome to Haven Today. Thanks so much for having me and uh, allowing me a chance to share uh, with you guys about the, the music and ministry we're doing. Yeah, we're excited about that. And speaking of ministry, you're the Minister of Music at Cahaba Park Church, Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, that you were saying that you've been doing that for, what now, 15 years? Fifth, it'll be 15 years in August. It's hard to believe. Oh, that's great. And uh, so you, you've been involved in church music, but you're doing something else on top of that, right? It's been maybe an album a year, if I've got my uh, math right. Pretty much. I think I had one year I was I uh, I took a little bit of a break because it was a bit of a sprint getting getting all this music out. But uh, it's something I love to do. I'll tell you really quickly just kind of how the church ministry and the, the and the corner room connected. Please do. Part of my job here at the church is to plan our weekly worship services. So I'm planning the liturgy, uh, the passages we're using for call to worship and confession and assurance, and choosing the songs we're singing. And so 2013, our pastor was going to do a sermon series on the Psalms. Say that 10 times fast. And uh, I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate the uh, psalm that he was going to preach in the service. And so I Googled kind of scripture songs, scripture to music, and I found a few things, but nothing that really kind of fired me up. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to sit down and try and do it. So uh, at the time, I had a we had a uh, less than a one year old. Uh, I put her down for uh, for uh, to go to sleep, and I sat down with my Bible and my guitar and my voice memo and tried to set Psalm one to music. And it probably was one of the most richest times richest times in Scripture I've ever had hmm. because it was kind of forcing me to use my. Uh, kind of the musical interpretation of what the text was saying. You've got to kind of d- dive deep into what the psalmist is actually getting at to try to faithfully recreate a, uh, a score for it, if you will. Yeah. And so uh, by the end of the two-hour period, I had uh, a, a rough version of it. The following Sunday, uh, Murray preached Psalm 1, and me and the team sang Psalm 1 before he preached it, word for word. And I remember the the thing that that struck my pastor about it so much, he looked over at the music stands, and we weren't looking at music. 
we actually had the Bible open, and we, mm. were, we were singing from, from Scripture to our people. And so uh, that just kind of began this process of writing more psalms to music, um, and I really found a joy and a passion in it and just decided to continue to do it. Uh, so two years later, um, we ended up in this at this property. It's an old house, and there's there's three floors of this old house. It's a very unconventional kind of church building. Hmm. But on the second floor, there are these two rooms that nobody was using for anything. And so I asked them. I, I started recording. I was like, "Could I could I turn one of these into a studio?" And they said, "Well, sure." And so I, actually, I'm sitting in it right now. But this is the corner room. It's in the corner of the house. Okay. And so I thought, you know, that has a name for the ministry. We'll just call it the the place, <laughs> the local, the the exact place where this stuff is made and, and written and recorded. That's good. I thought there was going to be a, a Bible story behind that one, but that that works for me. <laughs> no biblical significance to the name, unfortunately. Let's talk. Let's talk about uh, the this this niche that you're in of scripture songs, uh, and it's hard to set scripture to music, isn't it? I mean, it, we have these um, the the way that we are, expect pop songs to be written with with lyrics that rhyme and, and certain cadences, and and there's a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus, and there's got to be a bridge. But we'll don't worry, we'll come back to the chorus, and that's our a lot of our worship songs are written that way, but you really can't do that if you're going just straight through scripture. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I mean, I think people, when they listen to music, there is a form that's really recognizable. And that's really important in my process of trying to kind of maintain that, you know, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, or whatever, however long the song is going to be, because that's familiar to people. Right. So there's a, there's a familiarity to it um, that you want to strive for. Uh, but then there's also, I think, the artistic interpretation, and that's that's something I really care a lot about. I mean, it's almost like a pastor uh, preparing a sermon, so he's really like considering the text from all angles. Historically, yes. he's trying to figure out exactly what makes this passage tick and how he's going to best communicate it. And I think there's like a almost like a pastoral process and like and and even creating music for these things where. Yeah. It's not just music for the sake of music, but it's how, how can we make it singable, hopefully, um, and how, how can we help it to stick kind of in our hearts and our, our heads and our, and our mouths as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've then been giving this to your church now for years, and you've done lots of songs, multiple albums, and your church is is singing these these songs then. It's not just something you're listening to. They're singing this Sunday to Sunday. They are. It's and it's you know I I, I kind of didn't I didn't think that was possible at first. Hmm. I was like, this is no way. There's no wow. way this is going to happen. And I actually did try. It was it was pretty funny. I wish I had a recording of it to share with you. But I actually tried to do Psalm eight in its entirety one Sunday. This was years ago. It did not go well at all. It was terrible. <laughs> like it was mass confusion. Um, and I was you know anyway it was it just didn't go well. But these shorter passages that are on this kids album they really work. Um, we use Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. We use that as kind of an assurance of pardon all the time, and we're singing that together. Uh, We're singing Revelation 22, 20 and 21, the last two verses of the the Bible that uh, talks about Jesus' promise to come again, and and, uh, that He surely He's coming soon, and then we respond with an amen, come Lord Jesus. And so I think these shorter passages, there really is an intersection in corporate worship and scripture songs. And I, I want to continue to explore that more and more. That's so neat. I'll, I've been here in this chair at Haven for a short time now, but it really, I'm, on my first day recording the first program, 
coming onto this program with with Charles Morris, and I was asked if there was a special verse that I, I wanted to share, a life verse, if you will, and uh, and I said, well, it's it's got to be Galatians two twenty, and and someone just pulled up your song, and and I I heard it, and I said, oh, that's it, that's that's perfect, mm-hmm. we're going with that. So uh, I feel like I feel like your music's a little bit of part of uh, just my own experience of coming into Haven and special to me for that reason uh, alone. I have been crucified with Christ It is no longer I who live But Christ who lives in me But Christ who lives in me I have been crucified with Christ That's it. Galatians 2.20. It was already in my head, but this music's putting it in my heart today. Thank you, Adam, for your work on that. And that's just one of the tracks on this wonderful album, Remember and Proclaim, which is a kid's album, right? Uh, and you've got, a, you've got a couple of kids of your own? I do. I've got two uh, little cherubs. Nora is 10 and Jill is 7. Oh, that's and, great. And uh, just... Love them to death. And, and, you know, one really exciting thing about this, uh, I was able to include both of them on this project. I was going to ask. So I had both of them. You'll hear them. You'll hear them in the background going, hey, or, you know, there's like, (laughs) you know, there's like some kid voices. Um, One of the songs also that really uh, it serves me and encourages me all the time is Isaiah 4110. Mm. Uh, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, such a such a such a powerful promise, but such a tender promise as well. And so I had my she was then she was two. She was two years old mm-hmm. singing this song, and uh, I mean I, I I can't even talk about it without almost weeping, but just that little voice that just constantly reminds me an adult with fears and with anxiety and with doubt and all these kinds of things. She's constantly reminding me of what's true, that God is with me. I mean, we, we forget all the time God's the, 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 the promise of God's presence mm. and uh, how, how encouraging and comforting that is. And so my sweet little two-year-old, well, seven-year-old now, but she was too, uh, reminding me of that truth is just really a powerful, a powerful thing. Oh, shit. 
This is Haven Today, and I'm David Wolin. And that song was straight out of Isaiah 41.10 on the album Remember and Proclaim from the Corner Room. And we have this album available for your gift to support Haven Today. Well, Adam, I've got a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, uh, both girls as well. So kind of right in that same um, time of, of being a parent with you. And uh, you, you can make me tear up too, just thinking about uh, the, the beauty of seeing God's Word start to get planted in their hearts and it begins to, to that those seeds begin to, to grow and you get to see it as a parent. And putting God's Word, hiding God's Word in your heart is part of that. Did these songs help your kids memorize Scripture? They did. We, we did. So this album, I was working on it right in the middle of COVID 2020. I mean, which was a challenging time mm. in a lot of different ways. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, they, they're kind of my guinea pigs. I mean, if I write a song, they're the first ones to hear it. I'll bring it home and I'll play it for them. And part of it's kind of an experiment to see, can we, can they get this? You know, if my kids can sing it and they can get it, then most, most likely other kids can too. And so, uh, they, they're kind of, they kind of get to hear it firsthand and then I make tweaks and, and try to make it more singable or, uh, more inviting. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that, that season in 2020, we were at the house a lot and I was probably writing at the house a lot. And, and, uh, they were, uh, they were learning them right along with me. Hmm. Hmm. Well, if, if you were to hear back from, uh, some of our listeners today and, and someone who gets your CD and, and, and puts it on and their, their kids are singing back, uh, what, what would be the thing that you, you'd love to hear from them and think, praise the Lord. That's what I hoped would happen. Wow. What a great question. Uh, I think, I think what I would want them to experience from the music, and I'll go, I'll take it back to Scripture, Colossians three sixteen, letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. A, a component of that is singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. I would just hope that the word, you know, more than just being able to sing it or repeat it and memorize it, that that it would be something that would be. I don't know, would cause conversations in the mm. car on the way here or there, or on, on the way to school or at night before they go to bed. I mean, so the word really does, it, it creates more opportunities for uh, ministry in the home, uh, for parents to be able to engage their kids about this passage that they've been singing or what, what does this mean or uh, that kind of thing. Uh, and I think also I'm, I'm really desirous of being able to see um, churches, kid, children's ministries uh, use these songs in their um, Sunday schools and kids' activities, but also even congregationally, like people being able to, churches really being able to sing the word together. Mm. Um, so I don't know. That that was a multifaceted answer, but no, it's a good one, and you landed in the in the place I kind of hoped you would, because uh, I know your your church sings them. Uh, sings these these songs during the service and even at the end of the service, and you were saying that there's one you love to close with. Yes, so Revelation 22, uh, 20 and 21, it's the last two verses of Scripture, as I said before, and um, I think that we often just forget the end of the story. Mm -hmm. I mean, we already know Jesus is going to return. Uh, the chapter previous, chapter 21, it says uh, he'll wipe away every tear from their eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, no more pain, no more crying, uh, no more death. He's going to make all things new. And so when you have my church and any church, you've got broken people coming in to worship a great God and a great Savior. Um, what better words to remind us of uh, the coming promise of Jesus 
making all things new than to sing that these words, uh, he who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming soon. And we respond with a hearty amen, come Lord Jesus, expectantly mm. awaiting him to, to return. Amen. All right. Well, Adam Wright, the man behind the corner room. Thanks for joining us on Haven today, and I'm looking forward to having you back tomorrow. Will you do a little more uh, with us in the days to come? Would love to. Thank you so much, David. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. You are still with Haven today. I'm Charles Morris with David Wolin and a program called Songs to Remember. And surely you recognize the scripture in that song coming from the very end of God's word, Revelation 22, 20 and 21. That's from the Corner Rooms album. It's called Remember and Proclaim. And as you heard on the program today, all these songs are word for word straight out of scripture. Some are serious, some are fun, but every one of them are going to help both kids and adults alike hide God's word in their hearts. David, I'm really looking forward to sharing this with my grandkids. Well, Charles, I know they're going to love it. My kids do. And I think for our listeners and the kids in their life, when they're listening to this album, it's going to open up opportunities to start conversations about Jesus, about his joy, and what it means to follow him. You know, I'm constantly amazed at how quickly kids can memorize the words to songs. It's actually kind of scary when you think about it. All the more reason to make sure that it's God's word they're hiding in their hearts. And I'm amazed too, David. (laughs) For your gift of any amount, to this listener-supported ministry, I'd like to send you the Corner Room CD. 
It's called Remember and Proclaim. Listen to samples there on our website for the album. Then you can make your gift by going to haventoday.org. Let me give it to you one more time. That's haventoday.org. And certainly, we still use the phone sometimes, and maybe you do too. You can call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. And I'm David Wolman. Thanks so much for joining us for a little different type of program today. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we get to share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The game of Survivor, some say the most successful reality TV show ever. It's all about winning the prize, outsmarting, outfoxing, outcompeting, outlasting everyone else to win the prize. It's a little like 1 Corinthians 9.24, where Paul writes, Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Well, that's how you run. But in the kingdom of God, there's a twist. In the end, the prize isn't only for you. Instead of outsmarting your fellow believers, you help them take their next step forward closer and closer to Jesus. That's how we grow together in Him. Get more daily encouragement with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.